Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Yeah, trained, walked to the shop, cut the lawn, fed the lawn, uh, showered, cut my, oh, sorry, cut my hair, showered, uh, what else did I do? Trim my beard. Nice. Doesn't look very trimmed, I know. Um, went out for the Sunday lunch for my brother-in-law's birthday. Um, went back to his, watched the football. Watched the beat Chelsea 2-1. Just got home and had a plate of pickles and stuff, like carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, some ham, some eat lean red. Um... Some gherkin, some beetroot, some sauerkraut. Uh, I think that's it. And now I'm talking to you. That is a play-by-play of my afternoon. Hour by hour. Hour by hour. What have you been doing today, Edward? Uh, I have. Um, we've been house shopping things shopping. I was going to say, you've already done the house shopping part. Yeah, I know. Do so, like things for that? So we've been buying fluffy towels. Then we buy brought some Crocs. Um, Sorry, you bought some Crocs. Crocs, not as in like Crocs for going your feed, like crockery Crocs. Oh right, I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. the crockery Crocs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we bought some plates and bowls and stuff like that. So mm. couldn't, couldn't, couldn't like um, what's the word? Um, couldn't not control yourself. It's not the right word couldn't stop yourself you know you're excited in the house buying mood and excited and yeah yeah just kind of trying to do things as and when just so it's not like oh shit we've moved in now let's spend all of our spare pennies on stuff for the house so well trust me there'll be a bit, loads of time but there'll also be a billion things to do so i wouldn't stress yeah, it exactly so we're just picking things up as and when we see them so like yeah all right we did have a bit of a intention of going out and getting stuff today but um yeah just Picking things up as and when we like I say we've got plenty of time, so no it's huge it's rush. It's understandable, mate. It's exciting. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah. I think Alex is like going mental off her head just thinking of like everything she wants to buy, and I'm just like, calm down, dear. Yeah, well, I would just say let her buy them. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not the one paying. <laughs> um, oh, anything else been going on this week? Um. Not really. No. Uh, how have you how have you feared? Bear in mind, you may not realise this, but obviously I've started recording. How have you feared oh, yeah. um, from obviously this time last week? We were uh, probably now travelling back on the train. You were, and I was driving back from Stansted Airport. Uh, I was sat in Euston train station waiting for my train. Uh, it was a really funny one actually. I um, I, so I got on the train at half past nine, um, coming back from good old Matt Stag, and um, good old Matt. Good old man, good old man. Don't know uh, if I can describe him as for, that. For, formerly Triple N, uh, former Triple M coach. Um, he, I was sat on the train next to this guy, and he didn't really say anything. So I was just like reading away on my uh, on my phone, uh, reading a book on the Kindle app on my phone, and. Uh, then this guy had got up and he he started trying to talk to me, like asking me what station we're at and stuff. And he was from Saudi Arabia, and he spoke about. 15 words of English that was about it 
And despite the fact that him only being able to speak about 15 words of English, we must have spoken for about an hour, like the remaining hour of the train journey back. So from Milton Keynes back to Stoke. Uh, yeah, just like nonstop talking, just like him. It, yeah, it, it was it was quite quite interesting, um, and he was like showing me all these pictures and stuff on his phone, and um, yeah. I, no, thought, no. I thought you were going to say, despite him only knowing fifteen words, um, I got more conversation out of him than I did do out of the stag at the weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, he he was awake, so obviously instantly he was uh, more had more life to him than what the stag did. So, yeah. is this yeah. is this where you rat him out to say that he bit like he basically? Overdid Friday, and by overdid, I mean drank like a normal person, and then was so sick Saturday he couldn't drink. <laughs> That's basically it, yeah. So Matt had like a grand total of what four pints and three shots, something like that, and that was it. Then he was still throwing up. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Oh. He did yeah. have a couple of G and Ts or something, I think. Maybe one. He will claim more. Well, I guess he must have had some G and Ts after we ate in the restaurant and stuff. Uh, yeah, the pizza. That pizza was good. I don't know what the place was called to give it a shout out, but we went to a really nice ah. pizza place in Lisbon. Those who were completely out of the loop, basically, yeah, Brett and I last week went to Lisbon with Matt for his stag do, along with a few other guys as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't just us three. All <laughs> that would be, be the best stag do ever. Be, I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. What, just us three? Yeah. Just, you know, with the amount of laddiness that go on. I think it was called Zero Zero Pizza. Okay. Just to give it a shout out. It was fine establishment and looked really expensive. Especially when we go in, yeah, like 15 beers or, or whatever you ordered. And then obviously, oh, no, no, I can't drink beer. We'll get some G&Ts. Okay. So I end up being like, I don't know, what, nine beers and like five G&Ts. You had to pick the most expensive gin on the menu, which was like 15 euros for like one single. <laughs> Yeah, that was quite funny. When we got the the bar menu, we're like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, picked pick the most expensive one on there. Brilliant. I've just paid oh. thirty five quid for a gin and a slimline. Yeah, yeah, that was mad. But then when the bill came, it was like not even forty quid each. It was brilliant. So. Right. Well, that's purely because of us beer drinkers that actually say us. I did have a gin actually, but um, <laughs> us or the beer drinkers also keep the bill down. Yeah, my, yeah, could have my, been messy. My pizza was fine, and what I really appreciate about it was it was probably the only um, fruit or vegetable I ate the whole weekend. <laughs> what the one sprig of uh, basil, like the one basil leaf no, you had mine, on top? Mine had figs on it. Mine had like one one fig, like sliced up into chunks on it. Oh, is that what you had? Okay. I, I didn't think I paid attention to what you had spoiled. Really, it was delicious. Uh, you were at the other end of the table, if you remember. Yes, no, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was delicious. You... I can't. I think it had like prosciutto. And or some type of ham, I think it was prosciutto. Um, yeah, here you go, got a picture prosciutto and figs. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it on the menu and thinking, hmm, fruity. Uh, it was delicious, I will say. That's like the whole like pineapple gate on pizzas. Oosh. Um, Shout out to Shane Nugent. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit like that, isn't it? It's kind of on the same. I've got nothing against it, but it's just not at the top of my list. I uh, love pineapple on pizza. I could only have like three things on pizza. Obviously, disregarding the cheese and tomato, um, it wouldn't be pineapple. What would be your third thing then? Well, disregarding cheese and tomato. Okay. So what would be the one it? topping you would have on a pizza? The one it's got to be something meaty, like chicken or uh, beef or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something meaty. I'd, I'd probably concur. It's not like I'm ever really going to have a margarita pizza with pineapple slices on it or something like that. That is ludicrous. But um, ham and pineapple, 
winner. Chicken and pineapple. Uh, chicken and pineapple and barbecue sauce, winner. Yeah, I'll give um, you that. I had a... I had, sorry, before you go on. I had in India a chicken and pineapple. I think it was chicken and pineapple. It might have been... I think it might, no, it was definitely chicken and pineapple, actually. And I know why now. Because uh, the chicken was a chicken tikka. Didn't specify. So I had, like, basically chicken tikka and pineapple on pizza. And I know that's, that's casually racist, but... That's just true. And it didn't specify tikka or any spiced chicken on the menu, may I add. It just said chicken and pineapple. Didn't expect to come out tikka. Nice. Win. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did find that pizza menu a bit weird, though, because it wasn't very meaty. It was a lot of, like, sweet corn and mushroom and stuff like that, wasn't it? Uh, oh, there's a few, there's a few so, different types of ham. Yeah, that's probably what it was. There was probably loads. There was probably ham on everything. It's just, just meat. You were stuck. No, I, I was... Uh, Sober as anything by the Still end. Still hungover by the day before. All right, yeah, I was hungover for 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 the day before, not not from the Saturday night or the Friday night, should I say? <laughs> Brett's got this brilliant photo of me hanging on the plane going out there. So bear in mind, like everybody had an early morning and everything, but I'd been out the night before with some friends in London, and uh, <laughs> he just got this great photo of me with like a head in my hands um, on the plane. <laughs> yeah that was it yeah head on the seat in yeah. front I think, like I, think it was, two guys. I think it was an Instagram video zooming in actually but yeah <laughs> so I got a text when I when obviously that got published Alex texted me saying uh, just one beer last night was it <laughs> hmm. so, yeah. I, I only put on five pounds over that weekend so I lost five pounds did you well true? five dollars did you really? I just lose five pound. No, actually, I put it in my bag, just loose, and I had no idea where it is. No, I generally did put on five pounds, which, to be fair, was like mostly water, but I think yeah. it was mostly the amount of pastel donatas I ate, if I'm honest, because let's be honest, we didn't eat a lot else but those. Because I think food wise, other than the pizza, I had a barbecue at home, which, you know, wasn't excessive. No. Um, breakfast was just some scrambled eggs and bacon, let's be honest, we didn't eat a lot of it. No. So, um, purely alcohol and custard tarts. Yep. And, and I've seen them literally everywhere I've been since I've been home. Now, I knew of them before, although I've never got on my way to actually try any. Uh, I think the place I've ever seen the most is Nando's, because you always look at the dessert menu, Nando's is basically the only thing on it. And they always think, oh, yeah, they sound nice, because I like custard tarts, but I'll give, you know, I'm never that hungry. I really want one that bad, so just give it a miss. So I never have one. Now I wish I had, because they are amazing. Delightful, in fact. Have you been having them post-holiday? No, I've not had a single one, but I've seen You've them not? So oh. I've seen them in Waitrose, Costa, um, the Portuguese patisserie uh, in the in a village down the road from me, or six miles down the road, but down the road from me, which isn't unexpected given they are Portuguese. Mm. Um, where else do I see them? Obviously, Benny, Tadmi and the Nandos, like Naughty Natas, they were called. Um <laughs> Well, so I'll t- basically, I'll tag you in most of them where I've seen them, but like, I can't believe that so many places. Actually, even the Lidl, even the Lidl sells them. Well, that's where we're getting them from. No, I know, we're... but I often visit the Lidl's bakery section. I've never seen them before, I'm sure. It's almost like we went away for the weekend and come out and they're there. It's a bit like Facebook to, uh, ads targeting you. Like, they just know. Happened to me yesterday again. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, I was speaking what? about. Well, no, I was speaking about a friend. This was face- That was Facebook. Actually. I was about to say it's Instagram, but it's not Instagram. I think it was Facebook ads. doesn't matter. Same thing, innit? Um, I was speaking to- about a friend's move, house move, because he's just buying a new house. And I happened to talk about the development and the developer. And then, not even joking, half an hour later, 
first or second like bit second scroll down on my Facebook feed to so the first post, the second one was a sponsored ad, David Wilson Holmes. Bastards. Heard me. They, it's serious. She's a bitch. She's listening. Yeah. Actually, it's happened twice as well. Actually, I've just thought another one where it happened. Although this is less spooky because I was using the Internet Explorer, or not but Safari, to uh, to Google chili bottles because I wanted to get a new water bottle. And then I'll start getting chili bottle ads on my Facebook, which is less obvious. That's quite obvious. That's, Although I, don't, yeah. I still don't like how much it feels like it's just really, really, like, very violent in my privacy. Quick it is as well. Uh, and like how quickly it happens. But also, what's more annoying is the fact that obviously we look a lot into Facebook ads and stuff. And how on earth do they do it? Like, I'm, obviously, we're just not clever enough with ads. But yeah. Clearly not. Um, so, um, anything else important or interesting to update people on this week of your life that anyone might give a shit about? I played a lot of hockey. Okay. I was very angry. Oh. I hear you got a first team call up. Oh quite yeah, monumental. quite monumental. <laughs> I bailed on um, on our business meeting the other night because I got asked to play for the first team, and uh, it doesn't happen that often. So I was like, "Yeah, sorry, boys." <laughs> Did you play? Did you actually get? On? Yeah, we we only had eleven players, including me, so I had to. Um, yeah, That's I, every nice piece, to know. yeah, there was uh, the look of disappointment on a few people's faces when I rocked up, but uh, yeah. Is that because they were worried for their place? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> the other reason why I'm second team captain is so I don't get dropped. This, you know, tenuous link, but um, we've said about like, oh, do you have to do cardio to lose weight, or do you have to do cardio to be, like improve your health and stuff? And um, there's obviously some really good benefits to cardio, but one thing I think is so underrated is finding something that you like doing. I don't think people do it enough. People think, oh, I've got to go out running to lose weight. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to take running. And I still stand by my argument that no one fucking likes running. No one likes running. Anyone that anyone thinks that, come and fight me because bullshit. But, um, like, a sport, brilliant. It's so good to just find a sport you like, even if it is a shit one like hockey. <laughs> it's No, it, it's definitely, yeah, absolutely a thing. And I, I quite often say it to clients, especially new clients, when talking about cardio and stuff like that or, like, physical activity, I'll just say, look, you know, running on a treadmill in a gym is so boring. Um, nobody likes it unless you can, like, watch a film or something while it's doing it. Um, so find a, yeah, team, team, that's what team sport is brilliant for or, like, the group exercise classes in the gym and stuff. If you've got two or three friends going along and doing it with you, it's, it's a good laugh. Um, yeah, and if you manage to burn a few calories at the same time, then brilliant. Exactly. Uh, one exactly. of my clients is just um, she she did this completely off the off her own back and not me pushing her to do it. But she started playing hockey. Um, she's gone to like a back to hockey thing at a local club where they kind of introduce seniors into playing again. Um, and uh, she says she absolutely loved it. She had no idea what she was doing. She was just running around like a headless chicken. But uh, yeah, she enjoyed it, and that's that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. I am. So I want to redeem myself slightly here. So I obviously ratted out Jess last week, um, one of uh, Steve Hall's clients and soon to be um, a intern at Revive Stronger, right? About her keep sending me donuts every day, like pictures of donuts, saying which ones she wants to eat. So I kind of said like, Steve, you have a word for her. She's a bit food focused, I think. She's like three weeks from stage or something because she's prepping for a, a show. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say I'm sorry for ratting you out, first off. Um, but 
Also, this is the, the tenuous link that I come with this. She says that she's doing quite a lot of cardio at the moment, as you can imagine, three weeks out, and obviously trying to make sure she's steadily um, shedding body fat, ready for the stage. She's doing something like five times a week for 40 minutes, I think she said. And she said that she can only get through it by watching like Netflix. Like even podcasts, this out came up, because I said about, like, surely you can listen to podcasts while you're doing cardio. She said she can't even listen to podcasts because yeah. not even that's enough to get her through doing treadmill stuff. So just to kind of reiterate yeah. the point, treadmills are boring as fuck however however i have got something that might make it a little bit more interesting like a challenge this is what i used to do when i when i used to frequent a gym and i was doing some cardio every now and then um and obviously then had access to a treadmill i used to do a challenge challenge myself and there's two levels to this challenge so if anyone wants to do this um attempt it and then let me know how you get on um, so here it is i used to call it the evolve because it's what it was obviously when i used to obviously have my own nutrition consulting my own evolve fitness um, so it used to be called the Evolve Cardio Challenge. But basically, two levels. The easy level is start a treadmill at 10 kilometers an hour, right? So just stick it on t- for 10 miles an hour and set the duration to 30 minutes. Every one minute, go up 0.0, no, 0.1. So, te- so first minute, 10. Second minute, 10.1. Basically, until see how far you can get. That's the easy yeah. one. I expect most people to be able to complete 30 minutes Um Unless you're just like don't do any cardio, then you might struggle with even doing that because I think it it works out something like four and a half kilometers or something in thirty minutes, which is all right. But you know, I think anyone with a base level of fitness can probably do that quite easily. If you want the harder version, start at thirteen and then go up point um, one every minute, and then obviously it ends at sixteen, um, which is quite tough towards the end because obviously once you've done twenty minutes and you're then at fifteen kilometers an hour, that starts to come quite. Quite tough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the last ten minutes does feel pretty tough, building up to to sixteen kilometers an hour. So give there a go. Either one, um, whichever one you feel like. If anyone's listening and, and likes a bit of cardio on a treadmill and, and wants a bit of a challenge, give it a go and let me how far you get. See if you can complete cool. the easy one or see how far you can get on the the harder one. I have completed the harder one. Um, pretty tough, but can't what the distance is ends up on the second one. Pick a new series on Netflix and stick it on six or seven and just. Yeah, I just walk away. Bit of an instead. Yeah, which is obviously what <laughs> Jess does. I wonder what she watches. Hmm. hmm. She'll probably. I wonder whether she listens. I know she wants to listen to last week because she wants to hear how she was ratted out. That's how we got <laughs> onto the the topic of uh, podcasts and basically listening to her doing her cardio. Because I thought, well, surely you've listened to it by now. Like the amount of cardio you're doing, you have loads of time to listen to podcasts. That's when she said, "No, nah, she can only watch Netflix." So, uh, yeah, I I went for a phase of watching films whilst doing it, but and then I got bored of doing that as well. And then the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and then I hadn't saved it to my iPad, and um, I just ended up going out walking. Um, yeah. Like going out walking and stuff is absolutely fine. I can do that all day. Like I can literally just walk outside all day. I had to do it on a treadmill though. There's a reason why there's TVs in in the gym, basically. Yeah. I, I don't think I could watch a film even running or even really walking. I probably could just about do walking, but. I don't know, I think even the moving around on the screen would, would bug me. Like the screen yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. jogging up and down as I walked or even like or even if the screen was static, I left it on the treadmill and I was moving up and down as I walked. I think that would annoy me. You, you know, as I'm speaking to you, I'm just doing this to see what it's like. I'm just bouncing <laughs> up and down to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> a true representation. Uh, um so I suppose this kind of like loosely ties into what we were wanting to talk about tonight. Does it? Um, very tenuous. Very, very. Well, 
<laughs> we wanted to talk about, well, obviously we're talking about uh, cardio, which you would do potentially as a way of losing weight, and it's something that's kind of up in the news. When is, last, weight not, last... when is it not in the in the news, losing weight? When, like, Brexit takes over and things like that, and they've got something to post about. Don't get me started on Brexit, young man. You know I have very <laughs> strong views on <laughs> Um, oh, actually, just a side note, I did start watching the Cameron years the other day, and it's quite interesting. Okay. Only for anyone uh, that's I've, interested in politics. Say again, sorry. Yeah. I've got it on my, my to-watch list. It's worth, it's worth watching. If you know anything about kind of politics or um, specifically around the Brexit debate, then it's worth watching. Um, just shows you how much of a shambles it is. Also, from what Cameron says and some of the other the, the interviews do with other politicians... It very much shows Boris Johnson's a backstabbing bastard just trying to wrap his own career because um, I, I kind of knew this before anyway but he was kind of almost um, remain the majority of the way through and decided to kind of switch over to leave Cameron's opinion was on the basis that he didn't think they would he would have a chance of actually winning anyway and he was just trying to boost up his career but worked out well for him well obviously personally it has but it's fucked up the people I'm afraid the people are the important people they are if um, anyone's listening and they did vote leave fuck off now don't listen again please <laughs> great now we've lost all our listeners <laughs> mate I, I very much doubt many of our listeners are, are voted leave they did then good riddance because what the fuck have you done I still I still partly blame Cameron because and in terms of that he shouldn't have called a referendum but one he was obviously trying to get right wing uh, on his side and basically give him what they want but two he also didn't didn't think he was actually ever going to lose it um, but he didn't he didn't really bank on propaganda and Cambridge Analytica basically manipulating fucking or oh, a shit ton of data um, yeah oh well we are, we, are we are where we are now we are where we are now I mean I don't, I, don't, I don't think leaving is the worst thing in the world right now um, in terms of just from a, a democratic point of view the problem is is we have no way of leaving on on any any basis anywhere near any type of basis that was promised during the campaigns, so miles away, millions of miles away. Like no no one said about um, leaving on no deal uh, no deal basis other than Cameron, who said it would be a fucking travesty. So <clears throat> not ideal. Bor- and Boris no. don't give a fuck. Boris just wants to make a name for himself, just to get us out and be the president that uh, not president <laughs> prime minister. That um that obviously just kind of creates something different or something new or kind of give a name for himself and he's just a name. fucking buffoon. <laughs> he um he is a very floppy haired man. Let's put it that way. I, I don't like Boris Johnson. I think he's a buffoon, but I also think he's a liar. And um, yeah, I, I think he I do genuinely think he's a liar. And like proroguing the uh, parliament, obviously that he's done. Whether it ends up being that he broke the law or not, who knows? But fucking it's underhanded and disgusting tactics in my opinion most politicians for you I suppose isn't it though uh, yeah anyway this isn't a politics podcast so let's move on very short and sharp so um, yes there was an incident uh, during I don't know I can't remember what day it was now but sometime during this week which has caused uproar in the fitness industry I'll be honest I reckon most people listening to this probably won't have a fucking clue what we're talking about unless they work in the industry themselves <laughs> the shit. Yeah. like sorry what's this fat shaming huh? huh what never heard of it um so yeah uh, there was an instant where um i actually don't know what this this so basically some woman went on GMTV. she's in 
she's a fitness magazine editor. I don't know what the initial reason why she was on the Good Morning Britain or Good Morning whatever it's called. Um, GM, GMTV? No, GMB. Yeah. GMB. GM, uh, yeah, GMB. GMTV was like a kid's... No, wait. Well, like, no, that's SMTV. Oh. We had this discussion before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, G- GMTV just doesn't exist anymore, does it? But um... right, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they had this editor on, and then the topic of fat shaming came up. And basically, uh, Pierce Morgan doing his normal kind of slightly watered down Katie Hopkins type uh, thing said that ninety five percent of people who are overweight can do something about it. Um, he did say, which was um, he, he quoted uh, thyroids and genetics being the reasons why you can't lose weight, which is false. Um, but, uh, yeah, so instead of actually getting, well, I don't think that was the initial kind of um, point of their conversation, but it, it did come up anyway, and it has caused uproar in the fitness industry, people jumping on side to side and saying that, oh, fat shaming is the worst thing in the world, you should hang yourself if you've ever fat shamed anybody, um, and then other people going, ah, well, you know, if we didn't fat shame then, and this fitness editor, she was saying this, if, if we didn't fat shame then, um, then basically we're kind of accepting obesity and saying it's okay, um, and then she was also saying that because of her position in her job, she has a lot of people who have experienced fat shaming and then they kind of turn their life around because of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of like a, a brief summary of what what happened. Uh, yeah. Um, whoa, this is a ground for all sorts of shit to happen. Um, however, let's just I suppose let's just be honest with our kind of opinions because I'll be honest, I think we're gonna end up being quite similar in thought process anyway. Um, it's a good job Johnny's not. I think it'd be different. <laughs> I think he'd have a very different thought process than us. Now, I mean, th- <laughs> right, okay, so I'm going to play the role of Johnny. Like, say, hello, my name is Johnny. I am from Wales. Uh, and I, I like to pretend that everyone's a snowflake. And, uh, um, but in all honesty, like, everyone does have a moment where, or not everyone's a moment, a lot of people that have kind of like suddenly gone on a lifestyle turnaround does have a moment where something happens and they have that like motivation bump or spark where they're like, boom, I need to turn shit around. And sometimes it can be like a health scare, I suppose, where they have a health scare and all of a sudden they kind of have an epiphany and, and start changing some of the stuff that they need to change to change their lifestyles around and lose weight and become healthier and blah, blah, blah. And I guess some people's motivation bumps or whatever you want to call them as maybe does come from an element of shame. Like, I guess some people might be driven to make lifestyle change based on a shameful you know like being shamed by someone or a very insecure moment or you know it might be a case if they saw a picture of themselves like i think a lot of our stories probably came from stuff like that where we like personally i know it's an anecdotal stuff but we were like obviously a lot of us who said we we're overweight said we saw like an old picture of us or something where like paul's especially i remember he said that specific picture of him and his uni mate where he said he just looked at himself what the fuck happened to me didn't realize i've got that far out of shape and i needed to lose weight so he went on a weight loss journey based on that I guess a lot yeah. of mine is not necessarily come from shaming. There's been moments in my life where I could say I was probably shamed a bit. Like I do remember vividly, and I wrote this as like a, a preface in one of our ebooks or our, our like flexible dieting ebook, where I said I don't know what a bit about me. And I said I can vividly remember in high school. Um, where was I going to go? Where was I going to go with this? Yeah, I vividly remember. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I was, was going to. 
So. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say, actually, do I need to kind of pre- like give the context around? Like, basically, in high school, I was quite a, I was quite a, like a lean kid all the way through like first and middle school. Like my parents just called me skinny, and then when I went hit high school, I was kind of I just filled out a bit and got a bit chunkier. Um, I had a couple of years during high school where I just then stopped doing sports and stuff, and maybe that obviously made an impact. Long story short, I remember going to first year of high school. I tried out for the football team. I came back for trials to like the second round, and my granddad died like that same day, so I never went through. And then I just stopped playing sport for like two years or something, and I just kind of got a bit chunky. Anyway, I remember vividly in one of those years that my PE teacher at school laughing at me because I was running around in like the gym hall playing basketball. Obviously, as they did in their school, and I'm sure it doesn't happen now nowadays. They had like shirts versus skins, right? So when obviously like my team was skins, I remember him saying something about like laughing about looking my boobies wobble or something. I don't know. <laughs> and you think a teacher could not say that nowadays? That's outrageous. <laughs> but obviously, I still remember it really vividly, and that stuck with me for like ages. And I guess that, that you could argue that's partly fat shaming. And I would say that's probably ha- has had an influence on like whether it's just a knock-on effect or whether it's just one like little notch in things. It's probably an influence of a lot of my behaviours over the next however many fucking years. Yeah. You know? Because ironically, I, I I lost a lot of weight from like middle high school um, when I started playing sport again and into my teens. But as soon as I left um, college and finished my A-levels, I moved out and basically got fat again because I moved out and just stopped doing shit again. So I, li- I moved out at a, like a, a complex that has some um, like r- nice riverside flats. So I was like right in the city centre, right in, next to loads of like bars and fucking restaurants. And I just ballooned basically. For it, like to, until my early twenties, when I start to kind of turn shit around again. So, all I suppose, to cut a long story short, a lot of that probably has either driven from a few sh- maybe shame experiences, or maybe if they weren't the key or main primary driving stuff, certainly a place of insecurity and like self consciousness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely hear it from a lot of people that they have the kind of like a, a light bulb moment, whether it's like you say, like a, a picture or. A comment or something like that and um i think i i remember seeing a photo of a girl that i used to work with and she was never like the, the slimmest of uh slimmest of people but i remember turning around to somebody and saying i really hope this they put a photo of them sat in like a jacuzzi or something and um it, it wasn't it wasn't a very flattering angle let's just put it that way and uh, i said to somebody i said i hope that's her light bulb moment because i know she'd spoken to me a few times about wanting to lose weight and um, and, and wanting to to get healthy again, and um, and uh, you know I, I try to help sort of from my side, and this was just as I was getting into nutrition, and um, I, I even offered her some free coaching, and um, just n- that n- nothing kind of really seems to sort of spark her attention, um, and um, but then I, I actually saw her a week or so ago. Um, she she walked past me, and I kind of didn't really realise until she'd walked past, and I thought I thought to myself, ah, that that light bulb never went off, um, so. Yeah, I think it can happen for some people, but I think obviously there's got to be a slight, whether it's an insecurity or whether it's, I'm not too sure exactly what it is, but there's got to be something there to be able to have that triggered, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's probably worth like putting out there, obviously we're not in any way experts in this element of like psychology or this element of even that part of the industry. This is obviously really complex when it comes to like, eating disorders, um, like behavioural treatments for people, not behavioural treatment as in like remedies, as in like how people treat people, um, behavioural treatments on you know, how society can affect people's like 
psychology and psyche on how they then act and stuff and like shaming and that type of thing we're not experts in any of those realms so obviously these are just our kind of like muses really aren't they just the kind of thoughts off our head so just anyone think oh my god they're talking shit we probably are um, yeah yeah but we don't do yeah, if you've I mean, 120 odd episodes and you've not realised that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get out of it as well then. <laughs> if you've not just realised that. Um, no jokes. Um, yeah. I, get, I mean, like this, P- so just, I mean, just taking it back. So this PT, uh, I just kind of Googled what she said because I couldn't really remember. And I'll be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to what happened because it's kind of like, yeah, it's just another thing for FitPro to jump on the bandwagon on and just kind of comment about, and, oh, they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. Um, I mean, her views were basically like, what the the article says is that she was saying that people obese or obese people should be fat shamed because it will help them lose weight. Now, my understanding is that that's probably not very evidence based, and that yes, there's some anecdote like we've just shared, like I've just shared about my own personal experience. But I would imagine on the whole, shaming probably has quite a poor response rate on people's success or success rate. I I personally don't feel like. And I, I would love to have an expert on to talk about this in terms of what the evidence actually says. But I would say that like coming from a place of love would probably have more profound effect on people's success in um, tackling any obesity, whether it be themselves or whatever, than shaming someone. That's just my gut reaction and gut feel on a few of the things I've read. But obviously I'm not versed enough to really have a, a true comment on it. But what are your thoughts? Um, it's it. I think everybody's different and this is the thing. So you could say something to somebody and it could really resonate. It could really hit home. And it could, like, I'm sure people are now listening. Like if you just have a moment just to think about kind of what, if you were in that position, if you were quite overweight and somebody came up to you and goes, you're, a, I don't know, like you're, you're a fat piece of shit. You should lose weight. You're the burden of society. Like how would, how would that make you? That's not, that's you're, not you're my You're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I hope you don't speak to people like that. <laughs> Come on, you fat piece of shit. Go two Only, more reps. Yeah. Two more reps, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> Only Alex, don't worry. That's, that's our bedroom oh, talk. <laughs> uh, uh, like, if somebody said that to you, would you be like, ouch, my feelings. Um, you're a twat. I'm never going to speak to you again. And then just kind of carry on living as normal. Or would you be like, oh, God, yeah, you know what? I am. I'm, I'm going to do something about it. Or would you just kind of like just not even res- like register what they've said? Um, I think loads of people can take take would take it in different ways. And and also you get the people who um, you say things to them and it makes their kind of like almost drive and determination to make what they've said more. Matt Morgan, yeah, yeah. Matt, drink. No, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to stay sober for even longer. Yeah. Uh, my my mum did it when she so she got told she had uh, she was pre-diabetic and she should cut out sugar and all the kind of usual uh, things that she's she's told to do by the, the doctor or the nurse. Um, so Which what did quite, she do? Quite often wrong, let's be honest. But anyway, yeah, like yeah. Topic. I mean, quite often it's just a case of lose some weight, but they're like, no, cut sugar out and all this. Um, and uh, what did she do in, in instead for the next probably month every single evening she insisted on eating dessert she would go to the shop and buy cream cakes and, and, and everything that you shouldn't be eating when you've just been told you're pre-diabetic is, is that because uh, she thought she was never going to get them again I don't know but she's still not done anything about it now um, particularly mm. so it, it, it kind of made because she was told you are slightly overweight and you, uh, yeah, you're, you're pre-diabetic. You need to control things. You need to bring your weight down. You need to 
reduce the amount of sugar, your sugar intake and all this sort of stuff. Um, she did completely the opposite. Um, yeah. So it, it's like a defiance thing, isn't it, with some people? And, yeah. and people sit somewhere on the scale, don't they? Like you could say to somebody, oh, God, you, you know, you're a bit porky you are, uh, or you've got a bit porky. That might be enough to, 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 for them to turn around and say, well, oh, God, Jay, you know what I have? Yeah, I have noticed them. Um, I'm, I'm going to do something about it. And, um, but also, I think it's good to caveat as well. Like, if you are overweight, are we saying that you should not be overweight? Um, not. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think for, for health reasons, people should look to control their weight. And I think it also depends on how overweight we're talking. So, like, you could do a BMI thing and, and be classed as obese, but you could just be, you know, a little bit soft around the edges and be carrying a bit of muscle, or you could just be um, quite dense. Um, whereas you could be morbidly, morbidly obese with massive health issues as a side effect, and like because of obesity and stuff like that, which kind of goes on for other things. And, and for your health, I should be saying, no, you should not. You should not be overweight, and you should look to, to lose some weight. Yeah. Uh, but am I going to shame you for being overweight, or? Um, or am I going to not and just, you know, everybody has their own opinion, don't they? But um, kind of should people's opinions matter to everybody and stuff like that, I suppose. I'm glad you brought up some of those points because I think like one of the points she made was like, um, obviously, yeah, we should be shaming people to get him obviously to lose weight because being fat is bad in quotes. And like the more we fat shame, the more people will keep their mouth shut and stop overeating. Now, Obviously, again, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't know what she meant by whether she genuinely meant that shame or whether she meant more just don't skirt around the topic. Because I think mm. if you ask Johnny, he would say, like, his opinion is a lot of the time, like, he doesn't like skirting around topics and he would rather, he would rather be a bit straight to the point and call it how it is. But obviously, he knows in his head that there isn't much emotionally driven stuff there and that he isn't shaming anyone in his head and he isn't saying, like, oh, my God, you fat piece of shit is, you know, like, that's what she is. Yeah. Is he? He's, he's just, he just doesn't beat around the bush. He just tells it how he sees it. And obviously, there's almost no emotion or any intent in there. It's just more like he's talking more in, like, facts, figures, and data kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I think there is a problem. Because obviously, you, you brought up about, obviously, the obesity thing and uh, in terms of, like, being overweight is bad for health. I guess, like, there is more nuance than that because there is, there is you can have, obviously, like, obesity related good health i don't know if that's the right term but basically you can be overweight and actually still be in good health in the same way as you can be underweight and be good health in the same way as you can be normal weight and be in bad health and in the same way as you can be like uh yeah normal weight and bad health Um, yeah yeah Yeah. so i guess like like being too thin can be bad for health being too fat can be bad for health i think for the majority there is a good um kind of alignment in that the higher your BMI and I guess the more of weight you are or the more underweight you are, you do have a higher risk of, I guess, being in poorer health and you have a higher risk markers for, for things like cardiovascular disease and, and other types of obviously mortality um, or, or, or like mortality ratings obviously going to go down. So I think it's a bit, because it's so nuanced, it's quite difficult and a bit dangerous to say you, being overweight is bad for your health because it's not always the case. So no, yeah. I think that's where like some of this stuff like being at a very general level and saying fat shame and neat. What did she say? Fat. Sh- if it was more fat shame, the more people would keep their mouth shut and stop eating. Um, she said like ours as well. Like uh, where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Overeating is an addiction that leads to obesity, that leads to death. It doesn't matter if being big is beautiful. 
And if that is why the fat shame has become such a debut, we focus so much on the aesthetic of overeating rather than the health risk. Now, there is a... There is a kind of element that a lot of people might feel is true there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, you know, we're not talking aesthetics. We are talking about health. But then obviously... I think- yeah, I think that's that's the important bit to highlight here um, because everybody's preference of how they view somebody in their appearance is, is going to be different. Um, you know, some people like real thin people, some people like curvy people, some people like the kind of the more, more overweight people. And, and we're not talking about that. Are we? we're, we're talking about health here. Uh, well, I think we are. I think most practitioners should be. But mm. then obviously a lot of this overlaps. Like physical health is overlaps or basically health and overall well-being is not just physical health it's emotional health it's social health it's um financial health it's psychological health there's there's obviously like many facets of health not just whether you're overweight or whether you've got good physical health markers so you've got to be a bit you've got to be careful that if you're essentially trying to get someone's physical health better by fat shaming them by saying that they should be losing weight are you affecting their psychological and social well-being as well? Because obviously they're just as important. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's like quite a lot of people there. I, mean, I don't know too many people that are like, you know what, I really like being really, really overweight, and I eat on purpose to be really, really overweight. I don't think a lot of people kind of do that, and I think also being overweight is a side effect of sometimes other things that are going on. So we're not just talking about like thyroids or things like that. Talking about people who emotionally eat, people who are anxious, so they, they eat because of their anxiety and, um, and, and things like that. I mean, that's not going to be a huge, huge part of the population. You know, it's not going to be like 90% of overweight people or anything like that. But I can guarantee it's a lot bigger percentage than than what you think and also than what we know because a lot of people hide it and, and wouldn't, wouldn't dare speak about it. Um, so by turning around and calling somebody a fat piece of shit and telling them that they're burden on the NHS, um, is that really going to help somebody who is already anxious, somebody who's already self-conscious, somebody who's already um, you know terrified of people almost? It, it, yeah, do you really think that's going to help? Uh, yeah, I, I guess like I think was it Chris Burgess made a good point around like if it. Obviously, if you start to fat shame people, do you start to like anxiety shame people or like preventable disease shame people? I think was the words he used to say, like, oh, actually, should we be shaming people for those? Then, like, no one is doing that. No one's going to say, oh my god, like, you're too anxious, stop being so anxious. It's like, mm, I think it's a bit more complex, a bit more nuanced than or nuanced than to say that. I think, you, you, or, or like, I think the depressive example used to say, like, you're not going to say to someone, oh yeah, be just cheer up, you know, you've got a true depressive, cheer up, you know, just smile a bit more. I'm not sure that's really going to be a very effective treatment or a very effective kind of motive for people to want to kind of get better. Yeah, I think it shows a massive ignorance and um, just shows how much they don't know about the topic and how much, like, it's so easy for me as a thin guy to turn around to somebody who is overweight and say, stop eating, just stop getting a calorie deficit, stop eating. But the more you get to know people who are overweight, the more you get to work with them and all that sort of stuff. You realise how easy and how hard that actually is, um, and yeah, it's not a case of a simple case of just going right. We'll eat salad three times a day and eat some like lean meat because, yeah, that's really easy to say, but a lot of the time it's a lot, a lot more than that. Yeah, somebody might do that for three, four days a week, but when it comes to the fourth or fifth day, when they've had a bit of a rough day and and you know and, and their um, 
their comfort is to comfort you. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different story then, isn't it? So, and, and talk to me, I don't know, like two, three years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, well, you know, everyone can lose weight if they want to. But whereas now, um, you know, the more we kind of get into it, the more we get into the, the mental side of things and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely different. I would definitely be saying different things than I was three or four years ago. I think yeah. you, you wouldn't be wrong in saying that, though. Like, and I know the point you're making is, I know the point you're making, definitely true. And I, my, I would be exactly the same boat in that I think I'd have a different view on things than I would have done th- even three years ago. But everyone can lose weight. They just need the right motivator, whatever that yeah. is for them. Because um, I guess like people are going to be thinking obesity is a choice and like everyone can choose to lose weight. But like you've just said, that is not that easy. Like for people, like, again, another point Burgess made, I think, in that he's never seen you know, like someone who's overweight, not try to do something about it at some point in their life. Like most most people that are overweight have tried to go on a diet at some point um, or tried dieting or tried other things and, you know, they've not been successful for, for many, many reasons. One, because, like you say, it is a choice to a certain extent, or I'll say like you said that, you didn't say that, you said um, that everyone can lose weight, but it doesn't mean that's like easy and that everyone can be successful at it. Everyone can try, but not everyone can can be successful at it because the, the reasons people eat, like the emotional eating, like you said, like the fact that we just, you know, our environment is not set up for, for people that want to obviously remain in energy balance because of, you know, what we talked about a million times, ultra processed foods, hyper palatable foods, food environment and access to foods, all that type of stuff. And the fact that we're just far less active than, than we, we used to be, all of those add up to making it really difficult to maintain our weight. So, yeah, albeit obesity part mostly can be seen as, as being a choice. It's not a fucking easy one. It's actually a really, really hard one for a lot, a lot of people. And if you're kind of like one of these lucky people that have decent genetics, um, a good environmental upbringing, maybe a decent environment now, and you can effort, effortlessly kind of maintain your weight, I think most people should really see that as a place of privilege and not a place of like everyone can do it and that everyone's on the same grounding because that's probably not true. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough. It's a tough topic. It is a tough it's, topic, it's and tough. it's not tough to talk about. It's tough to, I think, to get other people to see all the sides of it, and not just the side of, oh, well, I'm overweight, so I can't lose weight because body, body, blah. Like, uh, there's, there's, there is so, so much more to it, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's why it's such a tough topic. Um, to, to talk about and to to uh, talk about properly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any none of us are saying like we think obesity is okay, um, and not to bum Chris anymore. But a, another comment hit that he kind of finished off one of his articles about was saying like, I think, and I'm going to butcher this because I can't remember it now, but it's something along the lines of, I'm not okay with obesity, but what I am okay with is like people being body like body confidence or i can't remember what word phrase you i don't know if you use the phrase body confidence but uh yeah there's something about um what i do love is confidence or something like yeah. that or pro confidence so. and people should be like like and we've we've touched on this in another podcast where like people can be unhappy with their current condition i.e their physique but still be confident and still be happy with like they can still be like content with your body and feel comfortable in it without like and still want to make improvements to it i think is the point that i'm making and that might be for health reasons. It might be for for aesthetic reasons. And that's also why, 
I've ranted enough times about like the haze health at every size and the intuitive eating lot and those types of like groups of movements where I just think they miss a lot of the po- that type of point because they've singled themselves into a you know like a, a box where they they can't really get themselves out of and that that does annoy me a bit that people you know they look down on people that are either trying to intentionally lose weight or trying to actually go in you know force a calorie deficit because they they don't agree that that's the right thing to do from um, a health or well-being perspective. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think that's just such a narrow-minded way of looking at it. And I think people are so different, and people are so noised, noyanced. They, I don't think you can really say for definite that oh, that is the right way. It should be a case of like using the right tools for the right people. Um, yeah. How are we ending this? Uh, um, oh, just, just, well, I suppose like actually, what I want to end is what do you just before we do that? How, what? How do you feel about speaking out to people then? And and not necessarily fat shaming, but like basically spreading your opinion or to people. Like someone is overweight, how do you feel about telling them they're overweight? Okay, so it's a bit like when we had the conversation about whether you should tell people um, in the gym that they're form shit or something like that. I think there's a time and a place for it most of the time or some of the time. Um, if you're just walking down the street you shouldn't be laughing and sniggering at somebody and calling them fat. Um, if you're on Facebook and somebody makes a comment about, you know, I don't know, like on a post about burgers saying, oh, they look delicious, and then you should not be commenting and saying, you oh, you fat. You less of those, son. <laughs> yeah, or what was right, it you yeah, said, yeah. you fat yeah. pig? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, that's, that, that's bullying. That is bullying. There is no different than me going, hey, oh, baldy, like, nice to see your ears sort of thing I don't know <laughs> um, to Brett that's, that's, uh, that's actually how I introduce myself or not introduce myself how I welcome a dude at work every single day but then his nickname <laughs> has been Baldy for over a decade and he's okay with it so yeah yeah it's always different with friends isn't it but um, yeah so yeah, it's no different than, than anything else is it so um, for me I think if somebody approached the conversation about health and was asking for advice then I would share my thoughts and opinions and but my thoughts and opinions aren't me going oh you're a burden to the NHS and all the other comments that you see my thoughts and opinions are you know pretty well educated from years of learnings and stuff like that so um and, and I'd kind of give them a bit more I'd give them sound advice of of kind of both uh like how to how to tackle it in many different ways and kind of you know like both both sides of the fence sort of thing of you know we can continue and you know this that and the other or you could lose a bit of weight and this might help and um or whatever so but i wouldn't i i don't know if i would necessarily like i know some pretty big people and would i go up to them and go look i, I want to talk to you about your health and uh, you know i i fear that you may be doing yourself a, a detriment by being so overweight i i, I don't think i would do that because it's why should my opinion matter to them so much? Yeah. Uh, they probably don't give a shit about my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, they probably know as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good point because I'm the same. I think like, unless you're asked, probably keep your mouth shut. Unless maybe, I think the only maybe exemption from that is if it's like a really close family member and you feel comfortable talking to him and you are generally concerned. Because obviously, like for someone you know or someone down the street, you're probably not as invested emotionally, like certainly obviously if it's someone on the street. But obviously, for a lot of people, you kind of you don't you're not invested emotionally or invested at all enough to really risk 
hurting their feelings or risk damaging the relationship with them or just looking like a cunt. Um, Excuse that C-bomb. But, like, if it's your mum, as you said, or, you know, if it's your partner or if it's someone like a really close friend, you might genuinely be, like, really concerned and upset at at the thought of someone obviously is damaging their health. Um, So, therefore, I think there might be instances where, given the right environment and scenario, you could potentially ask or, or talk to them about it but obviously that would be a really difficult thing to do still I think yeah. um, and obviously you'd have to tread with a lot of caution to do it I think most people take the view of which is to be honest maybe a, a fucking coward's way out I don't know but if they don't say anything like you know I've got close family that are overweight and like even today they're talking about like we went for a Sunday roast today and people are talking about going for pizza huts last night and I just see so many actions that don't align with what they want Mm-hmm. because obviously none of these conducive to kind of maintain a decent body weight but I don't go you shouldn't be doing that oh you, you do know how bad that pizza is for you when the amount of calories in that because you just think to yourself it's just not worth upsetting people and it probably is worth upset that's why I say it's a cow's way out because it probably is worth upsetting people because end of day is it is it worse to upset them but potentially create some change and obviously when I say upset them I want to align again with your thing of saying you're not talking about shaming them here. You're talking about having a deep and meaningful and very caring conversation with them about it. Not a, you eat too much, you fat pig, get out of pizza. Not that yeah. type of conversation because obviously that's disgusting and bullying and shaming shouldn't happen as we've we've all agreed with. But yeah, obviously long 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 story short, I suppose like that that you basically should, I don't think you should really say much unless you get asked. Um, and again, I want to highlight the great point you just made. They probably know it. Like most people are overweight, as I said, as you said, probably already tried lots of stuff. They know they're overweight. They probably have a really good rough idea, at least a good rough idea. Is that even oxymoron? That might be an oxymoron. Good rough. Yeah. Good or rough. Either way, <laughs> they probably have a reasonable idea of what they should and shouldn't be doing. Like they know they shouldn't be going to pizza twice a week and, um, you know, eating too many calories, basically. But people do it anyway. So you tell them that it's probably not going to make a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like how many yeah well basically yeah, what you said like people if you if you say to basically like i reckon well it's probably probably not as high as number as you hope but i reckon if you speak to a good majority of the population and say right what's a healthy diet look like they would tell you to eat vegetables they would tell you to eat salad um they would say that kfc is bad for you you know stuff like that um they get a very kind of rough rough idea and they know that and yeah they might not even know the reasons why they're bad for you like they might know why kfc might not be the best option for them if they're trying to lose weight or maintain a healthy weight range but whether they know the actual mechanisms or reasons probably isn't really relevant because like you say you know you don't need to yeah but and that's that's very true like so i did a string of corporate talks for a company i'd go in every month and um talk to a buck members of just just about that eating and, and stuff like that um i always sort of said well, what does what do bad foods look like um and i'd get them they'd, they'd then shout out their ideas and i'd kind of i would say to them like why, why are they bad oh they're fried or because oh, it's junk food and there was no kind of real oh actually they're really like they're really lacking in nutrients and they're really high in calories so you don't really get much bang for your buck um you know things like that and and they they kind of didn't really realise that, but I suppose some people need need to know that understanding and the the background of things to be able to understand it more. Uh, whereas others, you don't need to know that. You just need to know that you know eating lots of KFCs in one week probably isn't the best idea. 
um, anything like you know this or that is it, a better idea uh, if you're wanting to lose weight or maintain weight or just to increase your you know nutrients of the day-to-day eating uh, for health mm. right. yeah cool I, th- I think good good point to end on um, and we should move on to the people or the part of the, the podcast that everyone wants to listen to the feature of good product bad product I, I generally think most people, they'll listen to the waffle at the start, they'll skip the content and then come straight to the end. Yeah. Unless you're like my uh, former client, Tom, now. Um, he hates the waffle at the start and prefers the content in the middle. <laughs> Probably <laughs> doesn't listen to the end. Um, so, Edward. Yours. Two products. Oh, turn your blur off. Can you not see it from there? I thought the bl- I thought if I had it closer to me, you'd see it better because that wouldn't blur okay. the product. So, you've got Sweet Freedom Chocolate Spread. I've I've seen that before. Uh, four, 14 calories per serving. Yeah, this is this. I don't know if this is new or not. This is new to me. I've I've previously had the chalk shot, which is like more of a liquid. This is more of a spread. So it might be oh. new being a spread. I don't know. Someone's going to correct yeah. me and tell me it's better. I've, I've, the... <laughs> yeah. I've seen the. I, 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 would, I, I would do that by the way. I would. Or, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to say I would do that. I'd correct someone definitely. I'd be the person saying that's been fucking two years, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't to me you, would you? Um and then Skittles winter fruits, limited edition. Might have been out ages, but I don't know. It may have been out previous Christmases. Um I think this is an obvious good product, bad product personally, but I don't think you've got a very good success rate. Well that might be unfair, I don't know actually. I think mine I've been a bit kind of fifty fifty with being right and wrong. Um in my head I'm gonna say the sweet freedom is not so great that's kind of what i'm thinking because chocolate spreads have got to be really chocolatey and really tasty um and the skittles are hopefully a bit better but skittles are probably quite bland so with the skittles a bit shit and the sweet freezing is really good or oh, it could go both ways or are they both average you've thrown a new angle there i know i did one week where i said like good product bad product and i actually said the bad product was kind of average rather than really bad or not as good as i expected but so that does probably maybe swing or not swing, um, can may confuse you a little bit and puts you off off the scent a little. But what are you going to go? I'm with Skittles are a bit bland and a bit shit and taste no different than normal Skittles. And the Sweet Freedom Chocolate Spread isn't amazing, but is the better product. <sighs> so the Skittles Winter Fruits, come on, they are always going to be amazing. Like, basically, <laughs> listen at these flavors. In fact, they're all all cinnamon. So, but as in something with cinnamon, mandarin cinnamon, apple cinnamon, raspberry cinnamon, pomegranate cinnamon, blood orange cinnamon. Just grab a handful, stick them in your mouth, and just taste Christmas. Amazing, literally. Fair these, enough. These these are fantastic pre workout as well, or or intro workout. Very good. I uh, I really like the. The pride skittles, they look so cool. They were white on the outside, and then obviously the colours are inside. Uh that was cool. Uh, are they called pride or are they not just a oh, it, shit? The computer's about to restart in fifty seven seconds. Uh I better delay tomorrow. <laughs> um Jesus that uh, they, they were out mm, I've seen two, them. I didn't I didn't okay. think they were called Pride. I thought they were well, there were four Pride, I think. There were as a Sure it's are. a white bag and you just don't know what you're eating do you? because obviously you don't know what flavours they are because they're wet on the outside yeah because everybody's the same yeah different on the inside okay well they, they are amazing um, I don't have had the white ones but chocolate spread however if anyone's ever had free, sweet freedom products they are made with the carob or carob fruit 
carob, I believe, is a seed or, or pulp or something of a tree, which is weird to think that it tastes anything like chocolate. Sometimes you get like protein bars or fruit and nut bars, not fruit and nut bars, like fruit bars that are covered in a chocolate and they're not really chocolate, they're carob. Um, just because it's, I guess, lower calorie and tastes a little bit like chocolate, but not really. That's this is why it's not a good thing. So it's like, I'm going to take a little tiny finger now. Wee. That's what she said. Um, it's kind of like dark, fruity cocoa is the only way I can describe it. It's kind mm. of a bit like cocoa, but kind of got a fruity, soury taste to it and quite dark. It chucked a load of cocoa in as well, just to darken it up. Well, I think it has got cocoa. Yeah, and the ingredients are number one on the list, carob, number two, apple, water, then cocoa, then natural flavour, whatever that is. Natural no. flavour. Not chocolate. Um, Rapeseed. I don't know why I emphasise the rape there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, sunflower lecithin. So, nice. um, which I believe is a stabiliser. Or well, usually lecithin is anyway, or lecithin. Um, 75% less fat and half the calories of the leading chocolate spread. Now, let's be honest, everyone knows the leading chocolate spread is Nutella. Yeah, However, I'm going to shout out other brand, Jim Jams. Do like Jim Jams. Better for your teeth as well because it's got polyols instead of sugar. So the polyols don't affect the t- your teeth enamel in the same way sugar does. So shout out Jim Jams. Although, so, yeah. I've got one more chocolate spread actually, which is better than all of them. Ovo Maltine. It's a Swiss brand, often found in Asda. Bang Never come before. Mate, Never. it's a bit like a Malteser spread. You know, like the Malteser spread in the jar? It's a bit like that, but better. Just tastes better. Oh my God, it melts amazingly on something warm, like a warm toast or bagel or something. Yeah, look out for it. Ooh, just gone right to my loins, that has. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to look out for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Asda. Although I think my local Asda stopped selling it, so whether they've just taken it out of Asda's, I don't know. Don't know where else you'll find it. Waitrose, maybe? I think I've seen it in Waitrose before. You must have okay. Waitrose near you, being up in middle, or like middle no. class. No, we did. We did. Um, and then they... They had an argument with the people who owned the land, and they closed it down. Um, and now there's a little there instead. Yay! Yay! Pastel de Nares. <laughs> Hell I'm sure it. you said Waitrose sells them anyway. So, well, true, true. Um, actually, Little, as I said, I reckon I recommend the bakery Little. I do frequent it. Um, the chocolate donuts are amazing. They're like half dipped in chocolate, and then like a lattice like design chocolate on top, and chocolate filled like donut for like 50p or whatever they are. Banging. As good as like most chocolate Krispy Kremes or something like that, and obviously like twenty five percent of the price, so worth getting. Cinnamon buns are pretty good as well. Not a Cinnabon, or probably not even really a Starbucks one, but for the again for the like fifty p how much they cost, well up there. And obviously buy all the pastel donuts you can get. Absolutely, because they are calorie free. Because they are calorie free. Um, shout out to Eat Lean, my favourite cheese. As everyone knows uh, new products coming soon. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye on my Instagram. I had one of them the other day. Um, I did, uh, and Eat Lean don't sue me for this, but I did tell Ed what it was. So he knows, I know. he knows what it is. Um, and I will say, I will be buying this shit um, if they don't send me it anyway, because um, I have to have it. It was it was great. Maybe it was, it was banging. It was, yeah. It, it met, you, you kind of get a bit excited about a new product, but then there's always that risk of it letting you down. Mm. This didn't, in my opinion, although I'm going to get someone buy it and try it when it comes out and go oh yeah you oversold it oh, right. yeah <laughs> i want my money back yeah did 
do with it whatever we said about doing with it i believe so i think what i well i know what i did with it but i think that's what i told you so i'm just gonna say yes <laughs> okay we'll go with yes okay did I, did I not send the picture of it you didn't send me the completed final end of show show did i not right i tell you what just um we'll do a live whatsapp send now so obviously don't say what it is but i'm going to send you this right now i think it's a it's a let's go with it. it's a curveball product i think they're all yeah the, the three products are all the same product but different flavors and i think they're curveball products um yeah reaching out not, to different things yeah not what you'd expect right have you sent it yep was that what you oh expected? yeah so that was your idea yes yeah that was my yeah. idea how to use the product did it taste as it should? Um, well, it depends what you think it should taste like, but I think it tastes what like it I thought it should taste like. Because of does the it taste? Take again. Does it taste? Does it taste of what it says on the tin? Uh, yes. Yeah. Good. But, because because it's. Well, I'm just obviously people are thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm sure, but because of the type of product it is, like the flavour of it, it tastes of the flavour of it, definitely. Yeah, okay. Um, I, and I think they've done really well in kind of like the holistic product of it all. I think they've, in terms of like taste, textures, macros are decent. My only concern, and this is the feedback I have shared with the guys, but apparently there's not a lot of margin on it. Is I think the retail price of it might be a little on the higher end. Mm. Um. You know, obviously, what it is. For I think it's going to retail at that one's about three pound fifty. Which, bear in mind, I used it in one go. Yeah, yeah. In one go, that might be a little steep. But I suppose if you use bits, then you're not really kind of getting the benefit of the the protein and stuff like that, are you? But I don't. I I think they're just more going for kind of like a low calorie option of of a product of something rather than necessarily something like. You need to use the whole lot in one go to kind of benefit of it. I think that's kind okay. of discussion I've had. Which you know, I was like, well, I would probably use it at least one go, or maybe half in one go. Probably that's kind of how I see that product being used. Um, but there we go. Yeah, I, I think maybe if the the more they make, the cheaper it'll become. They'll no doubt be on offer when it first comes out, things like that. Yeah. So well, there's always an NN ten to get your ten percent off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like I, that's, it's literally like I set it up for that. Literally. <laughs> yeah, that cheeky little plug-in. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't actually at all. I just love... I, I genuinely like the company. I think they're a great small family business. As I say every fucking time, and people never believe me. They think I'm just fucking touting it. But no, I think it's a great business. They're great. Like I know the people there pretty well now. And just think they're all decent, decent people. And they make some good products that definitely suit a need. So, um why not go and have it? It's a bit. It's a bit like. Um, although it's not quite the same. But my brother-in-law said today, "I wish someone made like a healthy chocolate orange." As in, uh, and obviously he used the term "healthy" as if to say like fucking zero calorie or whatever. Basically, like a chocolate orange, a cherry chocolate orange that you could eat as much as you like of. Um, he said, "Could you have a license to print money?" Was the phrase he used. And I kind of feel he lean almost fits that bill a bit. I mean, it's not quite like a zero calorie chocolate orange, mind you, but. You know, a very low calorie, high protein cheese, which tastes pretty good, or you know, like a reasonably low calorie, high protein cheese that tastes bloody excellent, i.e., the tasty. And then obviously the other products they've got. I think there's definitely a, a niche there. People should be buying this stuff. I just I'm too much of a fucking fanatic, aren't I? And people aren't going to take me seriously. Forgetting that I also work for a cheese company as an actual job. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but your cheese is high protein and meh. It's got some protein in it. It's got like at least a gram. Yeah. No, no, no I'm not arguing. Like people argue <laughs> about eating lean cheese and saying, oh my God, I'll never replace my cheese. I'm not arguing if you want a fucking normal cheddar, this ain't going to do it for you. Like, it's just, I don't think even Eat Lena try to say that. But I feel it's worth for most people to still have it in their diet um, and not be obese. Probably a good thing. Because like you say, you know full well, mate, you crack open a bit of cheese in the night, the whole fucking block's gone. Oh, absolutely. You could do that almost I... almost guilt-free with Eat Lean. Well, yeah. I mean, I never feel guilty when I'm smashing a whole block of cheese, but... Uh, I know. I, should, I should do. <laughs> I, I was being crude, but... Uh, anyway... On that note, it's been lovely. I've enjoyed our ramblings and getting those ideas, well, not ideas, musings, out of my head or off my chest. Um, this time next week, I was going to say I'm not going to be here, but I am actually. So I'm going to hold a week Tuesday, so I will be here actually. So take that back. I'll be on the next episode. Exciting, exciting. I'm working away all this week. I'm up in York, beautiful York. Oh, oh York. Um, Payment Vaults, good restaurant if you want a nice burger. Okay. Just shout yeah, out yeah. I'll be on my Todd for the whole week, so right. yeah, places to eat. I'll be, I'll be that. You know when you, you you go to places and you see like that one person on their own, you think, oh, such a loner. I don't um, mind doing that. I'm used to I, that. I, I, yeah, 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 I don't mind it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not, I'm no. not that self-conscious about doing it. Um, so go, actually, you'll like it there. Lot, it's like an IPA bar as well. Lots of different ales and IPAs and stuff. So you'll probably like it there. So go have a pint and really good burger or smoked meats. I nearly, nearly, nearly. And it was only for the fact it was raining I didn't uh, go to the burger place me and you went to. Oh, uh, what, OPM? Original Patty Man? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the car park we used, the salvages car park, was literally like part of that building. Yeah. So, um, but it was really, really raining and I was hungry and a bit grouchy. So uh, we didn't go because they didn't work outside <laughs> OPM is brilliant yeah so anywho. anywho anywho right 109 minutes later let's say bye 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 toodaloo thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast we'll speak to you all next week <laughs>